day two at the Embedded World in Nuremberg. Welcome to episode 53 of the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. I'm your host, Georg Lohre. This is the podcast for everybody who is interested in having more success in his embedded project work. Do you have listened to my previous episode about day one at the Embedded Systems? You do? Thanks a lot. If not, it's a good extension after you have finished this episode. Although both episodes are about the same event, we are independent of each other, so no worries, nothing missing now. The Embedded World in Nuremberg is one of the biggest exhibitions in the Embedded Realm, even not the biggest. Every year, a lot of companies, exhibitors, engineers and tons of interested people come together here in Nuremberg. In today's episode, I have once again collected mainly some smaller exhibitors, of course always with interesting, sometimes even exciting offers. I would be very happy if you find something in for you which is worthwhile to share again. Please do not hesitate and forward this episode to your friends and colleagues. But now, let's jump right into it, stay tuned and be inspired. The first company which draws my attention was Cryptosource in uh, in hall number 4A, I think, or I remember. It was about Flea TLS. That's Flea TLS. It's a free TLS implementation. It's a cryptographic software library, and it is tailored to use in a very limited and resource-constrained devices. Its main feature is a set of highly efficient implementations of public key algorithms and TLS 1.2 for secure communication. Fleet TLS is available in a triple licensing model, either under the GPL version 3, the Flea version 2 license or a commercial license. With this product, you can efficiently and securely use cryptographic algorithms based on software implementation on low-cost processors, mainly for 32, 16-bit or even 8-bit standard platforms, as well as on dedicated security MCUs. It has a very small memory desire, roughly 40 kilobyte code size provides a very small footprint and it is a very low requirements in memory and processor's power. It can, for example, be run on ARM M3 processors. It will be freely available in the third quarter of 2017. The intention of Flea TLS is to provide a complete transparent replacement of LibTLS. In order to reach this goal, the library is designed for flexibility. It enables extensive configuration options in order to offer the optimal performance under all kinds of requirements. To facilitate the seamless integration into your particular software framework, the Flea or LibFlee or Flea TLS supports a stack as well as heap memory allocations. So you are freely versatile how you will set up the library itself. And its main intention for the customers are inside of the IoT domain where you have very limited devices, very small devices with low, no power consumption. And it is royalty-free. But my question to the guys were, how do you gain money then? So, And they said, yeah, it's like in other open source uh, projects. We get or we want to gain money out of documentation, support, and also with education. One hint has to be considered with LibTLS or with FleeTLS. There is no certification support available. So you need to have your own PKI created by yourself. So all the uh, private key infrastructure is up to your up to your own. As regular, all the links and all the details are also available on the web page, so on the show notes at embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 53. 
And then I want to present you one of my favorites of this second day at the Embedded World. It's a head and eye tracking or face identification software by Asafazu's Vision. And Asafazu's Embedded Face Recognition Library is a gaze estimation and face identification software. It is optimized for deployment in embedded systems. So it is called from the application layer software, Wyan API, that offers interface functions for 3D head position and orientation, eyelid status, eye gaze, enrollment of new individuals, and identification of individuals. It has a very small footprint. Approximately 50 megabytes of RAM is needed to let it run. The Asafu's embedded face recognition library is extremely efficient and fully self-contained. It runs a high frame rate on ARM A9, Cortex-M4 and other embedded processes with virtually any operating system. The software supports single and dual near-infrared cameras with VGA or higher resolution as well as TOF cameras. It supports a wide range of camera mounting positions and it is robust against varying head poses, lighting conditions and partial conclusions. In the video on YouTube about the day number two, you see some details and you also see the face recognition in work. But what does it mean? So I was standing in front with the guy and saying, okay, how do you use it? Why do you use it? Why is this system so so important or so interesting? And he said, yeah, the main customers are mainly the, the automotive industry. There is a legal issue in self-driving cars. So you remember, especially in Germany, you have the situation, if you have a self-driving car, the, the, there is still the big discussion in society how and who has the responsibility for the driving and for the results or the action in driving. Is it the car, maybe when it will be also the car manufacturer, or is it the driver himself? And currently, it is independent, whatever car you have, it is the driver, at least in Germany. So, and from that perspective, everything you do or you not do during driving is something you are responsible for. So, and this system, the Asafu's Embedded Face Recognition Library, will provide a constant track and reliably confirm that the driver has had his attention on the traffic and he was not spotting some kind of video stream on his smartphone or anything else or is distracted by reading some other details. And it is done that this software recognizes your eyelid and your, uh, your pupil inside and it, it also detects which driver it is so it has a face recognition and everything is done in the software and can then later on, like in a black box in avionics, be stored and be provided to in any kind of court suit where you run into problems with the legal efforts. Well, I know it's a lot of fun to drive by yourself, especially with a good car and with rather good speed. But on the other side, traffic becomes more and more crowded. So there are more and more cars on the streets and more and more people have to drive I personally think that's the first approach which could be tackled differently. And there are still too many dead victims in traffic every year. In my opinion, the major obstacle in all this self-driving is the constant request that you should be able to drive by yourself individually. If such requests could be avoided, the automobiles would become simple transport vehicles which are driven by something, by some, yeah, by something. And you are no longer the driver, but you are some kind of a passenger, even if it is your own car. However, as long as the automotive industry is that strong, at least in Germany, and you do not have 
even speed limits on all parts of German Autobahn, the request for strong vehicles, so powerful vehicles, driven by individuals, will sustain. Migrating individual traffic to public traffic, so even if you take a public traffic, traffic also as done by self-driven cars or organized vehicles should be the first step to consider a, a significant reduction of victims in, in yearly or in daily traffic. And here this system by Asavus might help a lot. When Let's check some or one of the providers of testing suites. I have selected Cleva. Cleva's timing suite for a real-time system. First, It's a software suite to supervise and gather timing situations on your target system. So it simply provides timing measurements, target side, timing verif verification, automated timing tests or timing debugging. Um, and all this kind of details will be done by a code analysis, which is in Cleva's support or in Cleva's suite combined with a stack analysis and call analysis on the fly. What does that mean? It means that you can get call trees or detect bottlenecks or resolve spin lock crashes with Cleva's timing suite. It is certified for automobiles and can be enabled during runtime. And that's the most important or most amazing part of it. It's a runtime. It, it's usable in the runtime of a vehicle. So the ones of you who know LTTE, so the Linux Trace Toolkit, um, it's pretty much the same, but As you know, you, there, there is some kind of certification you need to provide for everything which is run in the automobile or in a vehicle during during the, the operation time of the car. So And therefore, uh, LTD is, is not certified for that. And this tool by Cleva is certified for it. So it means you can use on a supported hardware, which mainly is x86 or ARM processors, you get a dynamic collection of runtime during the operation time. And then you have a graphical representation of timing events with scheduling, stopwatches, data flows, user events, um, constraints, highlighting of, of violations of these constraints, overhead measurements, and so on and so on. Cleaver provides some kind of a full package where you stay in touch with your running system in the field. So it means that you have some kind of, yeah, let's say, uh, su such black recorder box which can be used for your vehicles and you get a good overview what is effectively ongoing during runtime of your car. Well, let's continue with RTSoft. RTSoft is one of these typical providers who have popped up um, providing development activities on specific levels. So RTSoft provides bird support packages, drivers, middlewares, APIs, especially for Contran and Advantech um, hardware. We have mainly Linux experts available for your purposes, but their expertise is also rather broad. So we can also do support for Windows, Weeks, Works, Lynx OS, Android, or even bare metal hypervisors. It's a typical example of a supporting company. If you need an embedded device, but you do not have the expertise to start from scratch or you do not want to do that, Uh, a company like RTSoft will support you, will let you concentrate on your core competence in the application layer, for example, and will hold all problems in the hardware driver layer far away from you. But RTSoft is only one example. There are lots of the, such companies at the, at the exhibition. I have seen several other companies with nearly the same concept on their flags, bigger ones and even smaller ones. If you are looking for such kind of support, visiting the embedded world would be definitely a good way to search for it.
as already explained in the last episode, there are always these kind of eye-catchers. And this next example at Halcon, so MVTAX Halcon, um, it's all about machine vision, but what do they present? We, I was just passing their booth, and there was in the eye wrinkle, I see, I saw something like there is a banana and there is some stamping machine on the banana. And I look a little bit closer and indeed they have stamped banana. So the banana gets some kind of a pattern on it. It was simply some kind of a mustache which was stamped onto onto the banana. You have you have to see the video to understand how it how it looked like. But I I asked the guys what are you standing for because it does not really make any sense it's it's not um it's not an exhibition for uh, industrial automation or machine control so in a matter of what we want to show the robot stamping something and here it is the banana I say no 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 it's a different idea halcon provides a solution for machine vision so regularly it's taken for board or wafer or dye inspection or medical image analysis or also automotive and robotics something also like surveillance or remote sensing but in fact, deep inside, it's all about deep learning. And that's the major difference. The banana stamping is only an example. So what we have done is we have given the system one banana with a printed pattern as a reference. The system itself recognizes the reference. And the next time you give a different banana, of course, every none of the bananas are equal. Uh, you give a different banana, the pattern will be stamped at the same location with the same orientation. And the system exactly decides or decides and tries to evaluate where exactly the pattern has to be placed to be most likely at the same position as on the original banana. And uh, so it's uh, something which must be done by learning. So you need some, to have some kind of feedback. There are already some kilos of banana lying around with multiple stems on their pairing. MVTech Halcon is the comprehensive standard software for machine vision with an integrated development environment. So we provide something inside. You have a complete setup there. Uh, but on the other side, we provide also outstanding performance and a comprehensive support in multi-core platforms and special instruction sets like AVX2 or Neon. So you have also the GPU acceleration on board. My, my question was, beside of these very obvious examples like machine vision, board, wafer, inspection, uh, inspection, and so on. Where else do you use such kind of software? And they said, there, it's a quite amazing story here. So I said, it's, for example, used in harvesting of apples in the Benelux states. I said, okay, harvesting apples, what, what do you do? And they say, all the apples are checked on the fly. You you give one time some kind of a reference of an apple, how it should look like, and then the system decides whether this apple has pressure marks, has bad or rotten spots, or other defects which do not compare with the with the original reference. So the system learns by itself, and you need to provide some feedback, and then the system can decide appropriately and sort out the good and the bad apples. Or it can be used, for example, for counting of objects. You can do that by, of course, by weighing the objects. That's the regular way. You have, for example, you want to get 1,000 nails, but you don't want to count them. Of course, nobody wants to do that. And then you simply weigh 10 of them 
And then you the 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 weighing machine can simply extrapolate that and say, okay, how many how many nails will it be if they are more or less all the same? If I put that amount inside, and then you get um, um, the weight of the of the thousand nails, and then you can simply get these thousand nails without counting them. But it's also possible if you can, for example, not touch the object. Maybe we're too hot. We're in in a in a gas atmosphere. You cannot you cannot extract them in some way. Then you can also do it by vision by vision by a visionary system. And this is the way how to do it. So this was a quite amazing story, especially with the yeah really marvelous eye catcher. When let's come to such kind of uh, I want to say hidden pearls in the in such an exhibition. I passed the booth of Grammatech. And I wouldn't recognize them if there wasn't that one word which said binary analysis. Because there are tons of companies saying we do static code analysis, we do it better, we do it faster or whatsoever. But there was this word binary. And besides some improvements in the last years for static code analysis, it is, well, yeah, static. And my idea was immediately, what if it would be possible to have a code analysis in the binary, maybe on the fly? And that's exactly what we do. Grammatech's code sonar is as a binary code analysis. We scan the binary code, for example, x86 or ARM. We build a decision tree and we assign values and interpret the binary machine code. So we do a scanning process, which is quite fast. And then we... I asked them, what are your biggest projects you have evaluated? And I said, yeah, roughly 50 million, 50 million lines of code, which is then trans translated as a binary by the compiler. The analysis phase is, of course, rather expensive in time and effort, but it's very scalable by using parallelized processing. This is a typical example of supportive companies with security and reliability in focus, however, with some unique features available. Unlike other binary code analysis services who requires uploading code in order to be analyzed, CodeSonar can be, can be employed on-site. It allows customers to keep their software securely in their own hands. So it's available as a binary version to be run on customers' targets. So that's the most preferred version, I assume. And that means that nowadays a large amount of software that runs on embedded devices is developed by external sources not in-house development teams some of this is open source but a lot of them are also third-party commercial software and the source is not available and then with grammatech's binary analysis technology you do not have any need to have debugging or symbol table information available in the binary code. It, ex it can examine the stripped binary executables, yes, <laughs> that third-party software vendors typically ship. With this capability, the technology enables you to perform a yeah, security audit on software without any cooperation from the vendor. So, and there I remembered several projects we run into the situation that we haven't had the third-party software code and we often observed or we sometimes observed quite weird behavior and I was I would have been so happy to have such a tool that I can analyze the binary code without having the original source code. And now, well, let's come to my most favorite booth or my most favorite exhibition example at the day number two. That was Fraunhofer's ASICs and wireless sensors. And we have provided or we have developed a product called Equivert. It's a new solution for dizziness therapy. 
Right after pain, the second most symptoms why patients seek medical assistance are dizziness and equilibrium problems. Equilibrium here means balance. In contrast to other sensory organs, the equilibrium sense is composed of multiple organ and functional systems. Besides the equilibrium organ in the internal ear, other organ and function systems are eyes, the proprioceptive system with receptors in muscles and joints, as well as parts of the central nervous system, in which incoming information is processed and integrated to a general impression. Any kind of disturbances in one of the function system leads initially to subjective, subjective dizziness and coordination difficulties, when again this leads to driving incapacity and incapacity to work, especially for elderly patients where exists an increased risk of falling. So if you become dizzy, it might happen you stumble, fall down and hurt yourself. I have had an amazing talk with Michael Bollerot and Burkhard Heidemann, and I am eagerly trying that these guys are also coming to the podcast for an interview, because this is again a topic where embedded devices are not doing some kind of a technical support, or we are not doing some kind of transportation, but we are close to one's body, supporting us in our problems we daily have or we get into a sufficient age and then we run into some situation and dizziness is something which is really critical equivert let train you your balance in a new way it does an equilibrium training by providing biofeedback how does that look like um, the moment you start to stagger or fluctuate with your body, this system recognizes even differences up to one degree from your perpendicular axis. So if you are going back forward or you're tending to the backside or to the sides and you get a kind of tone feedback in the, in the headphone, the tone gets much stronger, much louder and the moment you get much, uh, much more out of your vertical if you go back to be perpendicular, the tone goes back to silence. So when you can train or once you can train your stability and consistency in stance by using the other body sensors, for example, visual sense, skin sensors, pressure feeling your feet, etc. to relearn stability and ignore the misleading dizziness. Equivert provides biofeedback with a novel screening and tracing system. It's not only supporting the physician with diagnosis and evaluation of severity level, but also helps the patient with his individual therapy in a form of daily training. There are two different pieces, and the patient's device is the Equifit, and the physician's device is the Equimedi. Both headphones together, the Equifit and the Equimedi, provide a complete system to support the dizziness uh, patient. The medicine can evaluate directly what has gone wrong, what was good in the in the training sessions which have been done by the patient. And on the other side, the physician can when set up the new training sessions. So you can have always good control, you have a good, uh, a good maintenance and also a good tracking of what has been different, how you have developed in your training to overcome your dizziness problems. This kind of uh, this kind of tool might yeah you might be confronted with such kind of problems sooner or later. I don't wish it for anybody, but who knows? Yeah. So from this perspective, this is very interesting, and I want to concentrate more on these medical efforts. Well, these were my major impressions from my second day at the Embedded World in Nuremberg, two thousand seventeen. 
During recording of this episode, I again detected the lack of possibility to pass you the real details. The real big picture to let you grasp full understanding. However, I have done my best to give you at least a short impression and a small detail. I have collected all the links in the show notes. So feel free and dive a little bit deeper into the details and see wherever you can find your two cents. Go, go to embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 33. If you would like to see some pictures of the mentioned topics, then go to YouTube on my channel Mastering Embedded Systems and find the details about day number two. By the way, for the ones who recognize such details, I have migrated embeddedsuccess.com to HTTPS. It was a long, outstanding task. I resisted because I considered trouble and problems with the iTunes or Stitcher res registration and therefore never change a running system. But to my complete astonishment, it was really pain-free. Using a Let's Encrypt certificate makes it really easy to fulfill the Renspot layer encryption in a royalty-free manner. My website provider, allinkle.com, provides Let's Encrypt as optional way to encrypt connection. It's fully integrated and besides some clicks in the administration website, you have no work to do. However, for, for the WordPress contents or for the, work, uh, for the WordPress uh, backend, it was a little bit more of effort. But finally, using a rather good recipe, it was a piece of cake. I will highlight the recipe in the show notes too. And um, damn, okay, it's it's in German, so sorry for that. But if you are interested to migrate your website from regular HTTP to HTTPS, reach out for me, and we'll find a way to support you. Thank you for joining this episode of Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. If you do like it, give me your comments. If you do like the video on YouTube, then give me a thumbs up and press the subscribe button. I would be really happy for that. This was the fifty-third episode of the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. I'm Georg Lurer. Thank you for listening.